My name is Anthony James, and I love the German Netflix show Dark. I love it so much that I started a YouTube channel to talk about it. From the start, I've been told that the Dark Train won't last forever, and if I want to continue to grow on YouTube, I need to move on. Well, you know what? I don't want to move on. This show is worth more. It's worth more theories, more analysis, deconstruction, and discussion. So if you're not ready to move on either, then you're in the right place, right here on Dark Discussions. Hello, and welcome to Dark Discussions. I'm your host, Origin Anthony James. This is the place to be if you can't stop thinking about dark. Now, of course, at this stage, we've all kind of moved on. We all are talking about other shows. We're all watching other shows. I'm analyzing other shows, but dark is still there. It's still gnawing away at the back of our heads. And that's what I'm here for on this show. Now, it was a close run thing this week. We were so close to getting the incestuous themes within Dark. And also, I think character study also got to the, to the, to the, to the really close level as well. But uh, this week, The Matrix won out. So, what do I mean by The Matrix? Well, I mean, how does Dark compare and what parallels are there between The Matrix and Dark? That's right, the trilogy, The Matrix. Now, I know a lot of people don't seem to hold the second and third Matrix films in as high a regard as they do the first, and I suppose that's probably correct. The first one is an absolutely fantastic film. The second and third, really good films in my opinion too. I think time has treated them better than at the time. I think at the time they came out, they were sort of, they they were panned by critics, but I think over time they've actually improved, in my opinion. Maybe, Maybe you don't agree, but in my opinion, I think it's a great trilogy. Apparently there's a fourth one coming out. Apparently that's in the works, so that'll be interesting to see. But in this video, I'm going to be talking about The Matrix. Now, I'm not going to be going through each character and what they mean and who they are, like I did with the religion and the Ariadne and Theseus and the Minotaur stories. This is more of a thematic parallel, in my opinion. I'm not going to be going through like saying Jonas is Neo and all those sorts of things. Now I could, I could go on forever about that, but um, it's not what I'm going to be doing. I am going to be going through themes. Also, we're going to have our section in the show where we go through all of your comments. So there's a lot of comments from the Ariadne uh, stuff from last week. So we're going to be going through that. But apart from that, I think we're ready to get into it. Uh, can you please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already? There's a new episode of Dark Discussions every single Tuesday. I also have a podcast with my friend Conrad where we take Conrad through a TV show that he's never seen before. We're starting with Netflix's Dark, uh, which is obviously why you're watching this video as well. But uh, we'll be moving on to other shows. So I'd love your ideas about what shows we could do. Um, but that's every uh, Saturday and Monday. Well, Monday and Saturday, I should say. Uh, every Thursday as well, I release a uh, either a video uh, where I give a review on a new show coming out, or a new show out, sorry, or a new film coming out, or out, sorry. Uh, also, I could also do a video essay or just something else. Like I did a Game of Thrones character ranking the other week because, you know, I had some time and I thought it was fun. Uh, this is my channel and I'll do what I want. But uh, I thought it was good fun. Uh, check it out if you didn't see it. But um, all right, so without further ado, Let's get into it. Ironically, this is not far from the truth. Do you believe in fate, Neil? No. Why not? Because I don't like the idea that I'm not in control of my life. I know exactly what you mean. 
Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You've felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there, like a splinter in your mind, driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. First things first, I'm going to talk about the theme of the glitch in the Matrix. Now, it's something that has been mentioned a few times throughout the series. Jonas usually says, oh, it's a glitch in the Matrix. And for the first few seasons, that came across just as like a, a little joke between them. Obviously, you can read into it even in the early stages if you want to. But it becomes really interesting to me when we get to the end of the show. Um, and I'll explain why that is in a minute. But first of all, before I get there, let me explain what I think the glitch in the matrix is so to me the glitch in the matrix is actually the origin okay so i think it's mentioned a number of times that uh Jonas and marta are a glitch in the matrix like sort of uh the way that they're joined uh by the origin and they jo they join the worlds that seems to be the the start of this whole mess Okay. Now, obviously, it's it's all a bootstrap paradox. So there's there's not really there's not really a start and an end. But in my opinion, the way it's sort of portrayed the show to me is if when these two worlds were created, if they weren't linked by Jonas and Marta, then this whole mess wouldn't have happened. So in my opinion, they are the glitch which caused this all to happen. Now, obviously, I know in the Matrix, the glitch in the Matrix means deja vu or means like something has gone wrong. Uh, so it resets again and shows, you know, sort of plays it again, um, which is actually a bit strange because I always thought that was a funny explanation because my, you know, when you know the actual scientific reason for deja vu, it's, 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 uh, it makes the, the, the matrix explanation of it a bit strange, uh, because, you know, deja vu, well, any, any doctors or any scientists in, in the comments, let me know if I'm wrong or not. But what I've always understood deja vu to mean, it's just that, there was like a sort of a delayed signal being sent to the, to, to the brain. And it's kind of like you get sent a signal more than once, if you know what I mean. So like you, uh, you experience, you feel like you've experienced it twice because you're literally experiencing it twice in an instant. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's to do with tiredness, but I might be wrong anyway, but that's not the point. The point is that in the show, uh, the way that they talk about the glitch in the matrix in, um, in dark isn't really in reference 
to the idea of deja vu. Now, I know deja vu crops up all over the place in Dark, like the way that things are parallel between the two worlds and things like that. So deja vu does come, come about all over the place. But in terms of the glitch in the Matrix, they're consistently saying things are a glitch in the Matrix as a j joke or whatever. But even... Uh, I think Jonas even said it in a really pivotal moment at the end of Season 3. But... It, it always isn't a, it's not about deja vu is what i mean so my idea of the glitch of the matrix is that it is literally the fact that the two worlds are joined so that whenever that uh the time was being reordered after uh townhouse's machine origin townhouse after his machine turned on when everything was being reordered um it actually glitched out and didn't work didn't work we'll get into that at the end uh it didn't work because they were joined you get what I mean? So so they're the glitch in the matrix to me. Now, is that important overall in terms of the themes between the parallels between Dark and the Matrix? Not really. Um, the main parallels with Dark and the Matrix for me um, are the fact that... Okay, so how do I put this across the best way that I'll take, I'll take the most, of, most of you with me on this? Because I know that even in the past when I've went through the religious stuff and through the Greek mythology stuff, there are always are people who are just thinking... Yeah, it's entertaining, but I think it's reading a little too much into it. Now, I get where those people are coming from. I really do. But um, I think the fact that they mention Glitch in the Matrix literally all the time in the show, there's like three or four times at least they've mentioned it, there definitely is some influence coming from the Matrix. Now, this is all that influence is in my opinion. The fact that Dark and the Matrix are both about people living in a world and then they realize that their world isn't real or shouldn't be, for example, right? So in The Matrix, Neo comes to learn that actually the Matrix is created by machines and that, they, that he actually should, uh, that they're actually, they shouldn't be there or it shouldn't, it shouldn't be about. And then what actually happens is they leave The Matrix and they, uh, and they see the real world. Um, now in Dark, obviously, we have a similar scenario going on. So it's kind of like Adam the whole time is that his mission was to try and leave the Matrix. Uh, so if you view it like that, it seems really cool. It's kind of like the Truman Show, I suppose, as well. I'm not going to do a whole episode on the Truman Show, but it's kind of like that. It's like that people realize and they they sort of come to come to learn that their world isn't real. Now, obviously, in uh, in Dark, the main person who realizes that their world isn't real. I mean, it is real, but. It's it's not the original world, I should say. The 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 person who comes to realize that is Claudia. So Claudia is sort of the Morpheus or the Neo. So I suppose she's the Morpheus to uh, Jonas's Neo. You know, I'm not saying that that's who they are. As I said, I'm not going to do that. But it's kind of like she realizes that this world shouldn't be. She's like the Truman in the Truman Show. So she realizes that this is all this is all fake, even though it's not really fake. But it's it's not what originally was there. And then, like in the Matrix. There is one or more characters who decide that they will sacrifice themselves in order to uh, save the real world. Okay, so in uh, the Matrix, the, the the human city of Zion in the real world is getting attacked by the Sentinels, and uh, Neo makes a deal with uh, the machine at the end. That's, the machine's called Deus Ex Machina, by the way. That's pretty cool. Um, so he, he, he basically goes and makes a deal that if he's able to defeat the Agent Smith, this is, this is not relevant to Dark, but is able to defeat Agent Smith, then Zion will be saved. 
Well, it's kind of the same thing in that Jonas and Marta at the end sacrifice themselves. Obviously, they also sacrifice their whole world, but they sacrifice themselves in order to save the real world, the origin world. So that's what Neo did as well. He sacrificed himself to save the real world, Zion. Okay, so it's, it's, there's a lot of parallels there as well. But now, the next section I'm going to do is going to be your, your comments from the last week. But I will keep you hanging on because at the last section of this video, I'm going to talk about how I think this analysis of the Matrix could, could add to my ultimate dark theory that I put out uh, a few months ago, which is uh, the idea that H.G. Tannhaus's machine worked because he programmed into it to say whatever he said, I want to save my uh, son and my daughter-in-law and my, uh, my granddaughter. He put, into the, he put in some, we saw him typing on the machine. So he put some input in. And my idea was that the machine reordered the worlds in order to make that happen. And it was all predetermined that this was all going to happen. That's, that's, that's one of my theories. Now, I'm not saying I believe that 100%, but it's a cool theory that I put out there. After I do, do your comments, I'm going to be going through how I think this adds to that theory. Okay? Make sure you let me know in the comments below what you think about it, what I've said so far and what I'm going to say going forward. All right? Good stuff. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Why don't you make a comment and join the conversation? All right, guys, as always, get in the comments and give me your thoughts. If I can fit enough in, I'll get them into the next video. This video, I had to cut down the amount of comments I was putting in. I think I've got five or six here. The amount of people who know about Greek mythology is blowing my mind. I mean, I properly went and picked up the first book on Greek mythology because of this show, Dark. The amount of people who are just into Greek mythology is great. It makes me want to actually go and learn more. Because obviously, I think a lot of our stories are based on those myths. So it'd be great to sort of know more about it. So really, 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 really enjoying that everyone is much more well, much, much more versed on the subject than I am. So you've taught me a thing or two, that's for sure. But uh, okay, so let's get going. Now, I will say some of these comments are quite long. Uh, instead of cutting up, I've, I've cut up one or two of them to try and sort of make it a, lot, a little bit shorter. But I still wanted the person to have their say. But some of them are quite long. And I probably will go through them. If you don't want to me to go through them at length, well, I've put the time codes in the bottom uh, of the bar of the uh, the play bar, so you can move on that way. And these in the description, the time codes are there too, so you can just skip on forward to my my final sort of ultimate theory section of the video. With that being said, leave a comment down below if you want to talk about anything about the Matrix or anything else. Make sure you head over to my Twitter poll as well at at Hey Anthony James, and that's where you can vote on next week's topic. First question comes from Daniel. And Daniel says, the song, The Labyrinth Song, which appears in Season 3, Episode 4, is an inversion of the myth. Now, this was really interesting, because I, I am generally someone who listens to the lyrics of music. Lyrics of music is what actually draws me to a musician the most. But for some reason, I, have not, I didn't listen to The Labyrinth Song's lyrics enough to know that it was an inversion of the myth. It's plain to see once you hear that. So uh, Daniel goes on to say, Asif, who's the guy who wrote and sings the song, told the story behind it and he explains, Theseus the hero, one of the four great heroes going to slay the Minotaur inside the labyrinth, and Ariadne the princess helping him by giving him a ball of yarn so he would tie it to the entrance and find his way out again after he defeated the beast. I, oft I often wondered, now these are the words of Asif, I often wondered what would happen if he didn't take the ball of yarn. 
If he was too proud, too broken, too me, that's great, to accept that gift, too suspecting, he would be stuck there, hearing her footsteps as she danced above the labyrinth waiting for him. And that is, that's just amazing. Um, so when you actually uh, think about that, it, uh, it really makes sense in that song. So Daniel, thanks for pointing that out because I'm going to go listen to that song again now and really, you know, sort of get back in that mode and sort of try and try and see those, those, those parallels you're talking about there. I was thinking about talking about the song last week in last week's episode, but that didn't, for whatever reason, didn't come about. Uh, but thanks, Daniel. Okay, so uh, Nikioko, 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 sorry. So Nikioko says, now Nikioko, you had a much longer comment I cut it down to this because I thought this was like enough enough meat on the bone in this comment alone. But there was a lot there. So if you want to go and read the rest of Nikioko's uh, comment, go ahead. It's a great, great comment. So it said, if you take the show as a whole, so I was just taking sort of aspects of the show, but at the show as a whole, Minos is Tarnhaus, Theseus, Theseus are Marta and Jonas. So both Marta and Jonas could both be Theseus. I see that because they're, they're the equivalent of each other in both worlds. Interesting. The Minotaur are Adam and Eva. They're the beast at the sort of yeah within within the, the labyrinth that is time travel. I see that as well. Ariadne is Cla- is Claudia, and the labyrinth is the split world. Interesting. So Ariadne sort of leads them between the worlds because she I suppose she 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 has access to both worlds, and she's also Claudia could also be viewed as Ariadne as well at the end of season three in general for the show because she actually leads. Yeah, she leads them out. A bit like she's the uh, serpent for me in terms of the religious myth. So she she leads both uh, Adam Adam and Eva or Jonas and uh, Marta out of the labyrinth that is time. Yes, yeah, so that, that works. That's great. Okay, next one. Little J says, Theseus, after marrying Ariadne, abandoned her in her sleep and remarried. In some versions, it's believed that Theseus was forced to leave her because of Dionysus who wanted to marry her. In some versions, she is the wife of Dionysus, and in some versions, she is either left to die by Theseus or killed by Perseus. It's quite sad that after the fact that Ariadne helped Theseus escape the labyrinth, he turned his back on her and betrayed her. That is sad. Um, Yeah, I was aware that there was lots of different versions of the story. Um, I went with the one I did last week, but yeah, thanks little Jay for letting us know those other ones. Um, I wonder, is there any analysis there to be done then of Theseus... Uh, escaped the labyrinth and turns him back on her and betrayed her. Did he betray in that version of the story then, if he betrayed her? And I always also mentioned that he abandoned her in the last video as well. Is is that just maybe Adam killing her? Is that sort of that? Interesting. What do you think in the comments? Next one from Vic Disco. Now, Vic Disco, this is quite a long uh, comment. I'm going to read the second half of it. If you just want to read the first half of it, be my guest. Um, I'm going to focus just so I'm not sitting here all day. Vic Disco, great, great comment. So says, halfway down here says, I do agree with you that Marta is definitely Ariadne. And to those who say she didn't leave the red string, well, isn't her love for Jonas the red string? Jonas spends two lifetimes, a labyrinth of time, both in the past and the future, trying to get back to her, using, his, uh, using her love as a guide. I love this, Vic. I love it. Claudia at one point even says to him, you mustn't lose hope, her love slash the string that is, and you will return to set things right. That is great. Uh, it is it is, uh, it is lo- it is this love that drives him to build the machine and to go through the maze of time. 
I kept wondering if Jonas realized the risk every time he entered the wormhole that he might be sent to the wrong time like a maze with no way out. In season two, Marta slash Ariadne is frustrated and angry over Jonas's disappearance and believes that he might have abandoned her. She is relieved when he does come, does come back and they fall in love again, only for Adam, Dionysus, to take her from him, claiming her, claiming her for the loop that was must continue in order for the cycle to continue. That's really cool because he does come back. You're right. He does come back through her, like his love for her. He finds his way back. Obviously, he's aged 33 years at that point, but he does get back. And then uh, Vicky say, the, uh, the classic Greek tra- tragedy. One reason why people fell in love with this series. Love to hear your thoughts, Anthony. Keep up with the amazing channel. Will do, Vic. Also, great, great. I love that. I love the idea of sort of Ariadne uh, being Marta in season two, how she's waiting on Jonas coming back. Then he does come back and they fall in love again. And then Adam comes in. That's great. I love that. I, I, I think I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. I think you're right. <laughs> All right, last one. Marla Vase says, Hi, Anthony. I really uh, have enjoyed your video on mythology and dark. Thank you very much. It was a bit of sh- a shot in the dark, no pun intended, in my, um, in my case, because I didn't know too, I don't know too much about the uh, Greek mythology. But what I do know, I think I was able to apply it well. And based on all your comments, you seem to approve of that too. And, then, and they said, uh, Marla says, I read that Yoncha read 100 books on mythology, religion, and the theology in dark. Um... Uh, for dark when they were making it and there are so many different levels that you could look at dark symbolically i do think that uh, you're you're on the right track and i love your analogies thank you dark is my absolute favorite show and i'm so glad that discussion is going on and on because it's not ended in my mind thank you for keeping it up i love having a place to go to talk uh talk about dark with some serious fans excellent i that's exactly why i want to keep it going marla to be honest with you because if i wasn't keeping this going in my opinion yeah, like you know, you have places like the sub, uh, the dark subreddit, but even at that, it's it's sort of a little, it's it's more sort of post based. Whereas in this, at least we get a, we get a continual conversation where we get to come back and back and back and like sort of grow on our thoughts and grow on our on our theories. I'll definitely be doing dark discussions for the foreseeable future. I'll, obviously, I've got a load of plans for the rest of my channel, which hopefully you all stick around for as well. But. Um, I've got a load of plans for the rest of my channel. Uh, like I want I really do want to start the Anthony James show, a live show every week where we talk about the news of what's coming up in TV and film. Um, but for the most part so far, I think we're doing well. I think uh, as long as Dark has a place in the channel. When 1899 comes out, I'm sure we'll incorporate a bit of that into Dark Discussions as well because Dark Discussions will probably end up being sort of a Yonsha Fries and Baron Odor TV shows and thing. Like maybe maybe once I've done a, bit, a fair bit of talking about Dark, maybe I'll start talking about some of their other films they've made as well, which I do need to watch, by the way. Um, very busy life. New baby, new baby, all that sort of thing. I just wanted to point out in Marla's comment here, she said that um, Yonsha has read, read 100 books on mythology and theology. Also, I know that Yonsha read a lot of books on physics as well. And it's the fact that we have creators for this show who are reading this much books and putting this much thought into the writing and the visuals and the costume and everything that makes me think that what I'm doing here isn't in vain. I mean, yeah, I read too much into a lot of stuff. But at the same time, if they're putting that much effort into the show, then I want to put that much effort into these videos. You know what I mean? So I want to analyze this and overanalyze it because that's what it deserves because that's how much work they put into it. Okay, right, guys, let's finish up looking at my ultimate theory. So if you didn't, weren't aware of my ultimate theory, it was a video I released a few months ago where I talked about the idea 
that it's possible. Now, it's, again, it's not my only theory. It's, 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 a, it's a possible understanding of the show. It's that HG Townhouse's machine, when he turned it on, Origin HG Townhouse, when he turned it on, it mapped out everything that was going to happen in season one, two, and three in the alt and prime worlds. Basically, he put in, please save my granddaughter, because we did see him, he entered an input, he had to enter something. It's like Dr. Bra- Dr. Emmett Brown has to enter the time he's going to. HG Townhouse had to enter something in. I don't know what he entered in, that's his business, not mine. But he entered in something to try and save his ch- child and his grandchild and his uh, child-in-law. He did that. No one can deny that he was trying to do that. He entered something in. Okay. So, he entered it in. So, my idea then was that everything that happened was predetermined because the machine, once he entered that in, solved the problem. Okay? So, the machine solved the problem and then was able to play it out. And that was the, that was the most efficient or at least the, 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 the quickest way for the machine to get the solution of how do we save his kids? How do we stop that car from crashing? And the solution the machine came up with was to create these two worlds, which eventually led to Jonas and Marta going through and stopping it. Because we all, we do know if you're not, in order to stop the idea of um, paradoxes within the origin world, you need to have you need you need to have uh, characters who don't exist in the origin world going in from different worlds to stop the car crash, and they're sort of turned into a bit, a bit like angels, as uh, as they say at the end of the show. But if if it wasn't that way, and if it was actually just uh, H.G. Townhouse went back Doctor Brown style and uh, and changed the past, then that would create a whole load of paradoxes. So the way that the show sort of went, and the way that the machine worked was it was it was able to not have a paradox too much because it sort of created the origin world anew so the origin world that was sort of created or continued at the end of the show was free of any time travel whatsoever so it's clean it's a clean end so that's what the machine was doing so my idea of how this ties into the matrix right they keep talking about the glitch in the matrix now what is the matrix the matrix is code and a machine and not a real world it's inside a machine so what if now this I'm not going to say off the off the off the off the off the back straight away. I don't you know this is just a theory I'm putting out there. What if everything happened in the machine, like the Matrix? Okay. Now this isn't saying that this has to be true for my uh, ultimate theory to be true, but that's that's a possibility in my mind. The idea that uh, it all happened in the machine, obviously you know. It had to materialize in the real world somehow. So actually, it's probably not true because Jonas and Martha had to be real. They had to be physically, tangibly there whenever they, they, they stopped the car from crashing. But the idea that it's all happening in the machine is sort of metaphorical because it all was decided by the machine. The machine, H.G. Tannhaus's machine, decided what was going to happen. So that's the idea. Like They're not really in the machine. It's not really just like fake in code. But... It was decided by the machine. So everything that's sort of happening is sort of happening in the machine because it was decided there. Anyway, that's my theory. Uh, Whether or not I am going to believe that in half an hour, whether or not I believe it right now, I don't know. But I think it's a cool development of that original theory that I had. So let me know what you think in the comments. Uh, I've got a new poll up. Um, The new poll is, let me see, here it is. So it's going to be Origin World Family Tree. There's a few ideas I've got about that family tree. I'm thinking about going into the idea of like who could exist in that world. 
Not who does exist. We'll talk about that as well. But who could exist? Because there's some characters that were involved in that big knot that potentially do exist in the origin world or potentially could exist. Okay, so for example, Bartos could exist. He could. So if Bartos could exist, could Cilia exist? Because Egon and Hannah exist. Could Cilia exist? Obviously, I think that particular question has a very obvious answer, but we'll be, we'll be talking about that in the origin, uh, origin World family tree. Incestuous themes, I've got some really cool ideas in, in the incestual, incestuous themes. I want to go into the actual uh, chromosomes. Oh, no, not the chromosomes, sorry. Yeah, yeah the chromosomes of, of, of Elizabeth and Charlotte and how that actually would work. How would that paradox work in terms of the, the genetic uh, chromosomes? Um, I also uh, am going to talk about Katarina's mother in that um, little uh, aside there, because I, 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 I made the bold claim that uh, Katarina was the product of incest. And some people were blown away by that, and they agreed with me. Other people said I was crazy, and uh, that Katarina would have had to be born whenever the mother was like 27, so how's that possible? I've got the answers, don't you worry. And the last one, character study was a bit vague, so I'm going to say now, Claudia character study. That's the first one we'll do. I eventually want to go through all the characters, but that's the first one we'll do. Okay? Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you would give the video a like, that would really help me. I've tried to avoid saying like the video as much as I can on YouTube, but it does really help. And uh, if you could uh, listen to the podcast every Monday and Saturday, that'd be fantastic. If you haven't if you, if you haven't actually listened to any of the podcast, feel free to go back to the start and listen to the whole thing the whole way through with us. We're currently on episode two no, season two, sorry, episode four coming out this Monday. Um, episode three has just come out yesterday. So check that out if you haven't already. Apart from that, thanks very much for watching. And I'll catch you later.